Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let us stand up. The splendor of a king clothed in majesty let all the earth rejoice let all the earth rejoice he himself in light
Shout hallelujah. Because the devil understands only noise. Amen. He goes to the places where people are quiet and he becomes a king. But when it comes to the place of people that do know their God, there is no place for him. Come on, shout hallelujah. Because this is what the word of the Most High God says. Is that those that do know their God shall be strong, not only strong, they shall do exploits. So I see you as a man and a woman and a boy and a girl of exploits from today. Because from today, that thing that has not answered to your prayer will answer from now. Not because I say it, because I am nothing to think of myself as anything. But because we have a God that reigns. And the Bible says that heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. And because the earth is his footstool, it means that you and I will reign in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That means there is nothing on the face of the earth that can hold you down. Because if Jesus reigns, that means you reign. Come on, shout hallelujah. Let us be seated in heavenly places. Oh, you did not see, you need to stand up again. No, 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 stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. You see, when you want to sit in heavenly places, you don't sit like a servant. You sit like a king. You first do like this and sit down properly. Because let me tell you, you are in the presence of your father. Amen. I need you to understand it. I'm not trying to make you laugh. No. You are in the presence of your father. Do you know the devil cannot do anything to you in the presence of your father? 
If you don't believe in, go and read the book of Job. Amen. If you do not believe me, read the book of Job. The devil told God, he said, it is because you have blessed him. It was a roundabout way of saying, give me permission to deal with him. And the Lord said, okay, fine, deal with him, but you stop at this boundary. Every boundary that the enemy has attempted to cross in your life, the Lord will deal with that enemy from today. When he did that, then Job did not curse God. After some time, the devil came back and said, Sir, can I talk to you? Well, he has health. Can I take his health? The Lord said, okay, fine, you can, but don't kill him. You will not die. I said, you will not die. No, no, you don't, you don't believe me. If you don't, don't believe me because I'm nothing. Believe Jesus. I said, you will not die. But you will live to proclaim the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Shout hallelujah. Let us be seated. If we continue this way, we will not finish on time. So let us be seated. Because the Bible says that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Left to me. I want to proclaim the goodness of God into your life constantly. Because that is the only time. When the word of God is spoken, it is life. The Lord Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and die, he abides alone. If God has given you the faith to proclaim life and you don't speak, that word abides alone. But when you speak it, you start to see the manifestation. Amen. That is why when God wanted to create the world, he spoke. He said, let there be. He did not think it. He did not meditate it. He did not speak and mutter the word. The Bible says, and the Lord spoke. Don't keep quiet. My people have a proverb that when you keep quiet, your own trouble will keep quiet with you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let us go to the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 1 to 12. I don't want to use my glasses today, so I decree to myself that my eyes will see well. In Jesus' name. The book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 1 to 12. Quickly. I want to talk about this topic. Where are thy accusers? Where are thy accusers? Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to 12. To make it fast, if you can project it on the screen, I'll be happy. But if not, that's okay. Soon afterwards, Jesus went on through towns and villages, preaching and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve apostles were here with him. And also were some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had been expelled. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager. And Susanna and many others, who ministered to and provided for him. And them, out of their property and personal belongings. And when a very great throng was gathering together, people and people from other towns, from town after town kept coming to Jesus, it said in a parable, I think I've missed it, this is not it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is not what I'm looking for. You see, I made a mistake. Okay, that's okay. Amen. 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 Let us go to Luke chapter 18. I think this was typographical error.
John 8. Why did I write Luke? Wow. I must have been sleeping. Yes. Thank you, sir. You see, that shows that pastor reads his Bible. How many would have told me it's John 8? But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives early in the morning. And he came back into the temple and the people came to him in crowds. And he sat down and was teaching them. And when the scribes and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and he made her stand in the middle of the court and put the case before him. Teacher, they said, this woman has been caught in the very act of adultery. And now Moses in the law commanded us that such offenders shall be stoned to death. But what do you say? What is your sentence? And these they said to try and test him, hoping that they might find a charge on which to accuse him. But Jesus stood down and wrote on the ground with his finger. However, when the persisted with that question, he raised himself up and said, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he bent down and went on writing on the ground with his finger. They listened to him, and then they began going out conscience-stricken, one by one, from the oldest down to the last one of them, till Jesus was left alone, with a woman standing there before him in the center of the court. When Jesus raised himself up, he said to her, Woman, where are your accusers? Has no man condemned you? She answered, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go on your way, and from now on, sin no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus never agreed with the sin of adultery. Jesus never said the woman was not guilty. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now you are very quiet. Is it because you are talking about sin? Come on. I want you to be lively. Jesus never agreed with the sin, but Jesus said, if you have not committed any sin yourself, declare judgment. In other words, it is not my duty or your duty to declare judgment. Praise the Lord. It is not my duty or your duty to accuse. It is not my duty or your duty to become judge, jury, executioner. But what do we do in the church today? We accuse. We backbite. We gossip. We determine who is holy and who is not. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I know you are going to be quiet, but don't be quiet. God wants to... See, we are about to enter a phase of glory. And for us to get what God wants for us to get in there, we must drop every baggage behind. For those of you that travel well, there are some flights you want to travel. Even your hand luggage, if it is too big, goes into the hole. Praise the Lord. What God wants to do today, He wants to get rid of every luggage. You don't need luggages in heaven. Because mansions are there waiting for you. The wardrobes in heaven are already stocked. There is no eating in heaven, so forget about food. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The only thing that is needed is you need to get in there. 
Praise the Lord. Where are your accusers? Do you know that you and I backbite sometimes because we feel accused? So we are looking for somebody else to accuse so that we can feel good about ourselves? Praise the Lord. Is that what we are called to do? Do you know that husbands and wives accuse themselves? Oh, you have not taken me to lunch for the past two months. That means you spent two months marking the days. It won't take me today. It takes me today. It does not take me. It does not take me one. Two. Then after two months, you tally it up. Do you know that you spend time in the office complaining about the atmosphere in the office? Meanwhile, the promotion you seek is located in that atmosphere. Because when you rise above it, then you receive your promotion. Do you know that that person you are backbiting might be the person that God has raised to pray for you? What did Jesus say about your enemies? He said, pray for your enemies. And love those that despitefully use you. What is the result of that? We stop there, right? The result is dangerous. He said, by that, you pour coals of fire on their heads. Do you want to receive coals of fire? Jesus was writing on the ground. Listen, he's the king of kings and the lord of lords. Listen, it is him that created the world. Because in the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and the world was God. And there was nothing that was created that was not created by the world. And the book of 1 John says, and there are three that bear witnesses in heaven. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And there are three that bear witnesses on earth. The Father, the Word, and the Blood. Or the Spirit, the Word, and the Blood. Praise the Lord. But he looked at them and said, I could have set her free. But if you, you, you have not said, cast the first stone. Prove to me that you have the right to accuse. That's what he was saying. Prove to me that I need to leave my throne and keep you there. And let's see whether you can actually apportion punishment. The Bible says if the Lord is apportioning punishment, who will stand? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Brothers and sisters, where you sit today, where you stand today with God, it's a function of grace. It is not of yourselves. It's a function of grace. It is not about how many times you pray in a day. It's a function of grace. It is not about how many times you run away from temptation. Let me tell you one thing you don't know. That you are not sinning in a particular area is grace. Because if the Lord allows the devil to test you in that area, I can guarantee you, you will fall. God dealt with me. From that day, I stopped criticizing people. I am telling you the truth. By the time I got into that fire, by His grace, I did not fall. But by the time I got into that fire, I knew that the only way to get out of this is only by the grace of God. I succeeded. Let me tell you why I knew it was God. I succeeded in escaping it. Two days later, I got to church. We were worshiping God. A prophecy came. And the person that gave the prophecy... Was not, does not know me, does not know what I went through. She knew me, but she doesn't know what I went through. And she opened her mouth and said, Ayo! 
I am your father. And I know what you did. I know you love me. I will bless you. I fell down and said I cried. Because no man knew what I went through. So you cannot afford to take somebody's baggage on yourself and start to carry excess baggage because you have taken on a new title of accuser. Where are thy accusers? Amen? Amen? Where are thy accusers? The only accuser that we must know is the devil. He's the only one. Unless you want to join his camp. You cannot be a child of God and be an accuser. Praise the Lord. They are mutually exclusive. They don't go together. That is why if you are holy and there is no grace, you become wicked. You might not like me, but let me tell you the truth. If you are practicing holiness, go to the churches that are holiness churches. Where the power of the Holy Ghost is not evident. They are dry, they are mean, they are accusers, and they are wicked. You will not feel the love of God in there. But when you go to a church where the love of God permeates, you will see holiness. You will see the power of the Holy Ghost. The supernatural will be evident there. Why? Because love must come before holiness. Let us go to the book of John chapter 3 verse 17. Open it quickly. Can you show it on the screen, sir? John chapter 3 verse 17. Have you found it, sir? I thought you would have just snapped your finger and it would appear. Praise the Lord. John chapter 3 verse 17 says, And the Son of God did not come, or God did not send the Son to condemn the world. That is actually accusation. When you accuse people, you condemn them. Amen? Amen. In the context of God, when you accuse someone, you are condemning them. Because in your mind, you have already determined the punishment. Praise the Lord. Now, this is the, this is the Lamb of God that took away the sins of the world. In actual fact, is the only one that has the power to judge. But see what the Word of God said. It said, for God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Listen, we are ambassadors of Christ. We are ministers of reconciliation. That is what the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians. Our, we are not accusers. We are ambassadors. The ambassador of the U.S. in this country cannot go to the sultan and accuse him of any wrongdoing. He can only go and say, Lord, and say your, your Excellency, Your Majesty, there seems to be friction between my country and yours. How do we solve it? We are ministers of reconciliation. Unless we show the way to Jesus, some people will never find it. Because some people are looking at you and I. We are the Bibles that they read. Let me tell you something that is scary, and I've told you here before. Unbelievers know the Bible more than you. The day you will know is when you do something. They will quote the exact place. 
that the Bible speaks against what you have just done. Let me read three quotes for you. Because our attitude to others, especially when we feel that they are not as holy, spiritual, trendy, smart, beautiful as we are, is critical. Because those outside the kingdom are watching us. Praise the Lord. Mahatma Gandhi said one thing. He said, I like your Christ, but I do not like your Christians. He said, your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Praise the Lord. And he died a Hindu. Am I right? It is possible that some Christians did some things that condemned him to hell. Because no matter how great he is, or he was, he's in hell today. Another Hindu, speaking to Ravi Zacharias, who is a Christian, also said this. If this conversation you speak about is truly supernatural, then why is it not more, why is it not more evident in the lives of so many Christians that I know? In other words, a God who is said to transform should produce people with transformed lives. Praise the Lord. And let me, let me, let me tell you about the last one. The man that came up with the concept of communism is a man called Karl Marx. He came up with that concept in London, although he was a German. He was Jew. But he became an atheist because his father abandoned the Jewish faith, joined the Lutheran church because he wanted to advance his business. What you do can condemn a man, a woman, boy or girl to hell. That is why you cannot afford to be an accuser. There is no place for accusers in the kingdom of God. Just like there is no place for adulterers, for liars. It is lack of law that makes you an accuser. Now, the woman was caught in the scene of adultery. Now, the law actually says the man and the woman must be stoned. So where was the man? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That tells me that that woman has been aged in the society and some people said now opportunity to get rid of it. Or get rid of her. You cannot afford to take Jesus' work and attempt to do it. The only thing he called you and I to do is go ye into the world and preach the gospel. He did not say go ye into the world and accuse the accusable. Preach the gospel. And what is the gospel? The good news. For years, I was running from God because I felt that God was a mean God. Because I felt that He was so mean that He would kill me instantly. Don't, don't, don't doubt me. He's a consuming fire. But He's also a loving Father. But the day I heard that my sin is not what he wants to destroy. Not, that's not why he wants to destroy me. He wants me so he can cleanse me. I was able to approach him. Are you showing Christ? About four weeks ago, pastor was preaching, went to 1 Corinthians 11, 1. He said, be imitators of Christ like I am. That was what Apostle Paul said. Was Jesus ever accusing anyone? So why are you taking that on? 
Praise the Lord. I've ministered to people and they say, Pastor, whatever I'm about to share to you, don't share with anyone. Yes, I'm not going to share it, but for them to share it, it means they're afraid of being gossiped about, they're afraid of being backbeaten. And that pains me when I hear that. Because in the house of God, we're supposed to be a family. Praise the Lord. We should, we should be able to bear the burden of one another. The book of James chapter 5 says, And Elijah was a man of like passions as you and I are. And he prayed. And for three years there was no rain. He said, why? Because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. He said he has great power and wonderful results. The reason there is sickness in our midst is because people are afraid to share their burden with each other. Why? Because most of us, I say us because I am not absorbed of this, are accusers. And if we truly want to see the power of God manifest, listen, speaking in tongues is not the be all and end all of this experience with God. It is just the beginning. There is power in the presence of God. But until you get into the presence, you cannot get the power. If you are an accuser, there is no way you can go to the presence of God. You know why? Because my people say that he that kills people will not allow a sword to pass behind them. Because what you do to others, you expect them to do to you, right? So there's no way you can go to the presence of God because you feel that when you go to the presence of God, you are going to be accused of wrongdoing. And there is no other place to encounter power except the presence of the Most High. The book of Hebrews Hebrews chapter 4, if you read from verse 14 to 16, talked about, he said, Jesus, by going to the cross, he purchased an entry for us into the holiest of all. He said, approach the throne of grace with boldness. Amen? We have a high priest that has passed into the heavens, and he cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Why? Because he was tempted as we were and there was no sin found in him. And because of that, by his sacrifice, he threw open the presence of God. So you cannot afford to focus on the sins of others and forget about yourself. Amen? When you see your brother in sin, your sister in sin, go on your knees and say, Lord, I don't want him or her to go to hell. Not discuss it with other people. In fact, the only person you can discuss it with are the elders of the church. So that they can call the brother and talk to the brother or the sister. The moment you go beyond that level and your discussion does not result in prayer for that person, you are an accuser. The moment you go beyond that level and you feel good after you have discussed about that person and there is no prayer for the soul of that person to be restored, you are an accuser. So we need to be careful. Now, in the book of John, if you read from verse 6 to verse 19, at the well of Samaria, Jesus encountered another woman. The Bible says that he was coming from somewhere, got to Samaria, and he was, he was hungry, he was tired, he was thirsty, and he said, by well. And his disciples went into the city to go and get food. 
We will not read it because of time. And the Bible says, and the woman got there, and Jesus said, can you give me water? The first thing the woman said, spoke about the events of that era. The woman said, how can you, a Jew, ask me a Samaritan for water? In other words, the Jews don't want anything to do with the Samaritans. The Samaritans were formerly Israelites. They are from the ten northern tribes. Samaria was the capital when Jerobram broke them away from Rehoboam. That's why they are called Samaritans. Now the Jews in the south hate them because they, because they, they intermarried, the Babylonians came in and so on. Right? Do you know that we behave like that? In the church, there are people that are from a different clique. There are those of us from a different clique. But Jesus did not focus on what the woman did. Because if you read the, pas- the, the, the passage, Jesus never spoke about that spiritual state. He only said, if you know who is talking to you, you will ask him for the water of life. Abraham and the woman said, I need this water. And give me the water. Jesus said, go and call your husband. And she said, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, yes, you speak the truth. Right? But do you know what pastors of nowadays will do? When God shows you that she doesn't have a husband, what do you do first? Let us speak the truth. What do you do first? You don't have a husband. You don't, why can you not have a husband? But Jesus never said that. Until she said, I don't have a husband. She said, you speak the truth. Because you've been married to four before. Even the one you are living with now is not your husband. Jesus dealt with the problem so that she can encounter salvation. Jesus did not speak about the problem for the sake of speaking. Jesus did not accuse. In the church, we have pushed many away. I have asked statements, if that is how to be a Christian, I don't want to be a Christian. I live in mother fear of one thing, that I will stand before God one day and he will say, this one, this one, this one, this one is in hell because of your behavior. I don't want to hear that. It doesn't mean I'm perfect. So I keep begging God, Lord, help me to show forth your glory. Where are thy accusers? Amen. 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 In Matthew chapter 7 verse 1, it says, Judge not so that thou will not be judged. In the book of Luke, chapter, chapter 6 verse 37, it says the same thing. The same thing is implied in the book of John chapter 8 verse 15 to 16. Now, what, what, what Apostle Paul was, what, what he said when he was speaking to Titus, and we cannot read it because of time, right? In the book of Titus, chapter 1, verse 10 to 12, verse 15 to 16, and chapter 2, verse 7 to chapter 3, verse 8. He was speaking to Titus, he said, when you see people that have done wrong, rebuke them so that they can be delivered. Rebuke them. Because there are people amongst them that will tell them the wrong thing. But you as a leader, rebuke them. If God reveals something to you about somebody, maybe you see the person outside doing something they should not do, go on your knees, ask God for wisdom. In the presence of a leader, let that person be rebuked. The rebuke is for one purpose and one purpose alone. That the person will realize what they've done wrong, and they will turn back to God. No other purpose. Now, one day, I was studying the life of Samson, and there was something I came to that scared me a lot. Now, we believe that Samson was a, was a no-do-gooder, right? Right? 
God gave him power, he misused it, right? He ran after women, right? He fell in with harlots, right? Okay? So, in your mind, where does something rank? I need answers. I have only 10 minutes. In your mind, where does something rank? Here or here? Huh? A or B? Right. A or no, no, leaders don't talk. Leaders, you get you you pass this test. Where does something rank? A or B? How many people said A? Okay. How many people said B? Okay, the B's have it. Good. Now, when you get home, I need you to read Judges chapter 13, 1 to 5, 24 to 25, chapter 14, 1 to 3, chapter 16, 4 to 6, verse 19 to 20, and 25 to 30. Right? At the end of Samson's life, the Bible said he killed more Philistines than all that he killed in his life. But that's not where I'm going to. Now, let us go to the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32 to 34. Could you put it on the screen, sir? I want everybody to read it themselves. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32 to 34. Now, who through faith subdued kingdoms? Start from 32. 32. And what shall I more say? For time will fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and of Samson, of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, rough righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions. Go down. Quenched the violence of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weaknesses we are made strong, what valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Now, where do you rank something? Here or here? A. Because what, the way God saw something is different from the way we see something. Because we focus on the shortcomings and the weaknesses of something. Because that is what we naturally do. For all have sinned. When sin came into the world, we inherited a depraved mind. So our focus most times is on what is the bad thing here. That is why we grumble. That is why we murmur. When something goes wrong, we are looking for who to blame. But God did not look at all the wrongs that Samson did. God looked at the last act of Samson. Lord have mercy on me and give me strength. It shows that Samson had confessed his sins. It shows that Samson had received salvation. And in Hebrews 11, the Lord ranked Samson with David, with Gideon, with Jephthah, with the prophets. Why? Because how God sees you. Is different from how men see you. That is why Jesus said, Where are the accusers? Praise the Lord. So, what about that person you are accusing and gossiping about? How does God see him or her? Are you praying for him or her to repent and turn to God? Or are you happy that that person is in sin and pain and that you are better? That is a question that the Lord wants you to ask yourself this afternoon. Let us stand up.
Where do you rank? Are you with Jesus when he was writing on the floor? Or are you in the camp of the accusers? That answer you alone can answer. Don't tell me about it. Because if you tell me about it, I'm going to start crying. But think about yourself. I just want us to pray and say, Lord, help me. Help me. I don't want to be an accuser. In fact, I cannot afford to be an accuser. Because I am not any better than the person I am accusing. Help me, Lord. Grant me grace to see situations through your eyes. Be praying for yourself. Grant me grace to see things through your eyes. To understand what you see. Grant me grace. I don't want to be like those that took that woman to Jesus and they had to live in shame. I don't want to live in shame. I do not want to stand in heaven in shame. I want to stand in heaven victorious that I did things the way you wanted me to do it. Help me to imitate you, Lord. Help me to know you. To understand that through your sacrifice, you have made a way of escape to everyone. And to lead people in the right direction. Help me, Lord. Help me. I hope you are praying for yourself. Don't look at me. Just pray for yourself. Just pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Let us glorify the name of the Lord as you are praying. Because I believe that as you have prayed with a heartfelt, with a, with, with a pure heart, with a heartfelt desire to see a change, that God has answered you. I believe that God has cleansed you of every unrighteousness today. I believe that in every area that you have accused others, the Lord has forgiven you. I want you to pray one final prayer and say, Lord, give me the heart of an intercessor. Give me compassion for people. Let me feel their pain so I can intercede for them. I cannot hear you pray. I, do, I want you to pray. You cannot afford not to pray this prayer. You cannot afford not to pray this prayer because what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Lord, help me. Help me. Cry. The Bible says that God does not ignore a heartfelt cry. Lord, help me. I cannot afford not to feel compassion for people. Help me, Lord. I desire to start to intercede for men from today. So I can see them delivered from whatever they are struggling with. Because I know that your eyes run to and fro the whole earth. Seeking those whom you will make yourself strong on their behalf. Father, help me. Help me. Give me compassion. Grant me the grace to intercede for men. So rather than being an accuser, I will be a deliverer. Pray for yourself. Glory to you, Lord.
In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In heaven, the angels are singing, Holy, Holy, Holy. Yes, we want to live holy. But we have all heard this afternoon that without the love of God in our heart, we become wicked, not holy. Job, at the end of his life, he prayed for his friends. Remember those friends were the ones that came to him to discourage him. But when he prayed for them, he received double portions. That heart to be able to pray for all those accusers, for all those that we see as our enemies are not friends. That law will release upon us this day. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, King of glory, Lord of love, Father, we are grateful unto you this afternoon. We thank you because you have exposed the enemy in our life. And you have made us to be aware where you have placed us and where you want us to be. Lord, the power to love as you love. Lord, the power to encourage and not to pull down. Lord, release in your church in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your name, O Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your son that you have used. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you will keep him to the very end. Lord, that he will not fall by the wayside. Glory be unto your name, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Share the grace, with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely His goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of law forever and never. Amen. The Lord be with us throughout this week. Amen. At the end of the service, please, towards your right, there is refreshment provided by Brother Megesh and Sister Heaven. Shall go out with joy and fill it forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. There'll be shouts of joy, and all the trees of the field will clap, will clap their hands. And all the trees of the fields will clap their hands. Trees of the fields will clap their hands. The trees of the fields will clap their hands. As you go out with joy, you shall go out with joy and be led forth with me. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you, tell me shall for joy. And all the trees of the field will clap, will clap their hands. And all the trees of the fields will clap their hands. Of the fields will clap their hands. Will you go out with joy? Will you go out with joy? Will you go out with joy? God bless you.